I'm Josh Androsky. Welcome back to the Entitlement Podcast. This is What Happens When You Die, recorded live at the same recording studio where they recorded pet sounds because we are in the decline of the American civilization. So join us as we jump back into it. Let's go. Hi, it's Josh Androsky. I've never done a cold intro before. Welcome to the Entitlement Podcast. This episode is What Happens When You Die. Uh, I'm Josh Androsky with Vice, and I'm here joined by some amazing guests. Uh, Vice contributor, Allison Stevenson. Yay. Hi, hello. Uh, Fantastic comedian, Chris Fairbanks. Yay. Fantastic (laughs) comedian, Kyle Kinane. Yay for... Everybody else. <laughs> and our death expert, Megan Rosenblum. I went to your wedding. You did. It was wonderful. We danced on a table. We breakfast clubbed. And we... To Let's Go Crazy. We oh, wow. cele- yeah. It was awesome. We celebrated life, and now we're going to celebrate death. Yeah. Uh, you brought a, uh, a death ritual from another culture, and you're going to share it with us. This is a podcast where we talk about death, because in America... We really don't. We just like to talk about youth and buying stuff. So uh, let's get into it. What would you bring? Well, I'm going to whisk you away to the very exotic culture of European Catholicism. (laughs) Because I'm sure no one knows anything about that. But let's say any of you die tomorrow and are buried. How long would you expect to stay in your grave? I already don't like the implications of just putting us in that situation <laughs> yeah. right away. But if we were to die tomorrow, like, are you talking like grave robbers? Like, or. No, just a regular old person, any person, forever. Probably that infinity. Supposed to be? Well, is it a science question? Like, at what point does your body, is it consumed by nature? And, yeah. and like, like, doesn't it incinerate at some point? Like, no, doesn't, just, like, the. We're talking like straight up bones. Yeah, just like an expectation. Well, the expectation we have now is forever, but that was not always the case. Really? Yes. And uh, it's actually a relatively new and pretty American expectation. Yeah, forever. We're the best. Yeah. <laughs> real estate. Real estate. Yeah. The uh, ancient Romans had a law that you had to bury people outside of the city walls. But then when Christianity got dis- established in Europe... The Catholics wanted to be buried in or near the churches that they established, were, which were in city centers, right? So they weren't that big. And also, I mean, if you could get next to a saint's relic, you were just really in. So the richest people would be buried in a church, like under the floorboards, in the walls, whatever, as close as you could get to a saint's relics. And then anyone else would be buried in the yard outside. But the problem was, say you had a town of like 10,000 people, you could expect 350 people to die a year and there wasn't nearly not that enough kind churches. of room that kind of <laughs> ground space for that kind of people uh, that many people especially if you've got the plague rolling through or something like that you're really in trouble so what the monks would do is they would kind of time how long you were in the ground and roughly around the like one and a half two year mark depending on the soil there they got kind of got it down to a science if you could put it that way air quotes yeah um <laughs> That uh, also you were just, you know, usually just thrown in the ground in a shroud. A little later in the Middle Ages, they started using boxes, but even then they would be disintegrating. You'd be left as bones. So they had to get rid of the older bones to make room for new corpses. So they established these places called charnel houses or ossuaries where they would take all the bones and pile them up. 
and at first they just started piling them in, you know, just piles in a basement of a funerary chapel or something like that. Just like a leaf pile that like a kid would jump in. <laughs> yeah, just jumping in his bones, rolling around. But then uh, some of the monks kind of, you know, they tended to have a lot of time on their hands and were also really into death, uh, especially the Capuchin order of uh, the monks, which is where Cappuccino comes from and everything like that. The name Staying up late, coming up with ideas. Yeah, <laughs> thinking about death. Um, That's what you do when you stay up late. You end yeah. up thinking about death at some point. Yeah, at some cycle, point. It always goes back to it. Yeah, so they just, um, they started making these sort of chapels where the uh, monks could go and contemplate their mortality, memento mori, or memento mori, which means... Uh, Remember that you must die. There's a must Whoa. in there. <laughs> That's so rad. And so there's all, this whole history of medieval art that has to do with, you know, you see corpses running around chasing after rich people, reminding them that uh, death is a great equalizer and that it affects everyone. So you've got these, you know, skeletons with, with worms and stuff and uh, it's like the original 99%. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That it was it was actually like a really big theological thing for the Catholics at the time. And then they would take the bones, the skulls and the and the femurs and all the different bones and then arrange them and sometimes put them right into the walls like into the plaster of the walls in these uh churches. And well, it's usually in the basement of like a funeral chapel or something. Right, it wouldn't be where like Sunday school is. Right, but they would have spe- a lot of times they would have Easter um, services in these chapels. I bet everyone that. always knew the eggs were hidden in the eye sockets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty easy to find. Yeah, and um, I would say that probably one of the best examples of this was uh, these sort of grand works and of art out of human bones, where uh, is uh, San Maria della uh, Concini. Con- I can't say it. conception in in <laughs> Italian. I can never get it out. It's in Conception. Rome. Yeah, consensione with a Z. Uh, but it is. Uh, so the monks, when they moved in to their new like digs there in 1631, they rolled up in the streets of Rome with 300 horse carts full of human bones. Because they were like, oh, we can't leave the bones in the old town. We got to yeah. get them closer to the holy relics. Well, they had an old friary. And so these were actually, usually the bones were, like a lot of times they were anonymous. and But these were all the old friars from like thousands of years. And then they just rolled up and then built them into this thing, which I showed you a postcard that I got on my honeymoon when I went there. Because that's what I would do. <laughs> on your honeymoon. On my honeymoon. Because <laughs> no. you went to your honeymoon in a metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> And the best part about this place particularly is, uh, so there's also monks in there, and you can see, uh, because pictures are great on podcasts. Well, we'll be putting these pictures up on the website, so when you click on it, uh, there'll be a link to see these awesome pictures. It's an elaborate, it's just an elaborate display of human bones. Covering a wall. Covering, yeah, a whole chair. How, who, do they know who's kind of, like, did it start with just making a little picture frame? (laughs) you can't just macaroni and glitter yeah like a friendship bracelet don't come into the basement yet guys i got a surprise (laughs) a couple fingers (laughs) you need to be open-minded first (laughs) all right come on in and the sort of best part um in in the ceiling of one of those rooms there is a child skeleton and it's holding a scythe made out of 
fibula and uh, metatarsals. And Which is so much better than any Judas Priest album cover <laughs> ever. <laughs> a child like wielding a scythe of human bones. A mummy child. And it the- sounds really cool, but I really did not understand a word you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... A scythe, you the know, Reaper the Grim Reaper holds a, a scythe. A sickle. Oh, yeah, like a okay. sickle. Made but of it's fingers. made out of bones. <laughs> okay. And then it's a child size uh, okay, yeah, that's pretty skeleton. Sick. And we actually are pretty sure we know who it is because... Whoa, the kid or the bone yeah, the scythe? Baby oh. Jesus. Yeah, the kid. It is a baby Jesus. It's like teenage Jesus because he wasn't <laughs> quite a baby. But little... Teen Jesus. <laughs> but it was basically um, the... There was a family nearby, uh, a rich like Catholic family, and they were relatives of the Pope. And one of their children had died uh, in in childhood, and is speculated that that is. Oh, the, so that that and was if, like a place of honor, as is the monks. The monks. There are some monks who have their full skeletons and they're wearing the robes, and they're actually mummies. They're not uh, skeletons, and so the monks had this uh, way. You know, they experimented with different ways of mummifying people, and this was like a great honor if you were a monk and um, and you know worked in that monastery for a long time. Then you could be a mummy, and they still have skin on them and stuff. So actually, Whoa. of all of these, like to this day, yeah, um, it takes that long. Well, yeah. if they like do it right, they, they oh, mummify. Yeah. Them. Oh, become like true, monk huh? jerky at yeah. a point. Because yeah. just... <laughs> in some places, they just bodies just naturally mummify because of yeah. the the quality of the air you know and um but these guys had a whole process where they would um what did they do they i'm trying to remember exactly what they did at the beginning but then they kind of wash you in vinegar and then they let you bake out in the sun for a while just like taxidermy yeah (laughs) Yeah. sort of like tanning but i honestly I sound. I didn't realize that now it's a joke, but like to make jerky, it's just salted dried meat, and like so, could you do that to a part? Like you're just salting them because that keeps the bacteria out of the body, and that's just what preserves it. You probably <laughs> could, because if there are say like high salt levels in soil, that yeah. might just happen naturally. They might kind of naturally jerkify. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the scientific term. <laughs> there is a um. There's a I've been naturally jerkified. <laughs> I'm in here getting jerkified. So we <laughs> got to come in. We got to wrap up the uh, the uh, the ritual. But it, it, uh, the last thing that I would like to know uh, before I open it up for uh, just a couple questions is um, how often would people? Do you know how often would people actually come and see this? Oh yeah, they were great tourist attractions. Um, the Marquis de Sade and Mark Twain have been to this particular uh, crypt and wrote about going there. Marquis de Sade really loved it, by the way. And, uh, Twain was, I think, a little bit more, you know, a torn about the whole thing. He got all satirical about it. <laughs> he did five pages. He went on for about five pages on, about this place. So TLDR, you know, I just didn't actually read the thing. But he did write about it. Um, but, Mark Twain invented TLDR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so uh, um, yeah, there's still a lot of these places like are still open. You know, I went to the one in Rome. The biggest one is uh, the Paris Catacombs. Um, is the biggest existing one. And you can still go there today. Sometimes they close things down for renovations, but uh, got to make those bones look shinier. <laughs> yeah. Well, I unfortunately the times I've been to Paris, it was closed, and so I totally missed that. Um, but hopefully, we'll get there eventually. And yeah. there's a really great one in the Czech Republic called the Sedlik Ossuary, and they've got uh, an eight foot chandelier that is claimed to be made from. Er- from at least one of every type of bone in the human body, and Whoa. they've got all. The, it's they call it the Bone Church because it 
it is actually a church. It's not just a basement thing. And it's completely covered very fancifully in bones. Take that, Gigi Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, so quick questions before we wrap up with Megan. Uh, Anything about Bone Church or uh, how uh, prep, like just present death was? Am I someone that, what's it mean if I've always just wanted to be cremated? I don't ever want. Does that mean I don't believe in anything? I'm on the same. Um, yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm, I don't that, I'm on that burning boat with you. Is that like an atheist person thing to do? No, Just no, Just get not rid at of all. your body. I mean, it's um, it's funny how I'm how no Folgers jar. The way people look at things change because, <laughs> um, you know, in Europe this was the way that things were done for a long time, and so you would ima- you can imagine why cremation ended up catching on in Europe way earlier than it did here. So because bones were around all the time, yeah, you had to yeah. look at space. Them. Well, because of the space, I mean, nobody wanted to, you know, deal with that situation and just made things a lot easier to cremate. You know, I mean, they've been doing it in Eastern cultures for a long time. It took a while to get to Europe, but once it did, everybody sort of was like, "Oh yeah, this makes a lot more sense." Um, and so, because they don't have you know, they don't really have the space for the big rolling hill cemeteries, the forest lawn type of thing. Yeah. And, and so they're pre- actually approaching like 95% cremation rate in Europe now. And we're only about 65, but it keeps going up. I mean, even just in this, in the eighties, it was like 15%. Now it's like 65. Well, it's you just, know? it's wow. such a self, it just seems like a selfish choice to be buried. Like, Oh, I'm dead. But also here's yard landscaping fees. Yeah. And here's like, my, just make, yeah, make every my family. Yeah, make every, just turn them into golf courses. Why not? It's especially bad in the United States, though, because a lot of people don't know. So these sort of country burial grounds, you know, like a big sort of park of the dead or whatever, each grave has about two tons of concrete in Mm. it. Two tons? Yeah, there's like... 4,000 pounds of concrete for one dead dude? Yeah, and there's this huge concrete vault, and then in it is like a, you know, five thousand dollar coffin full of all sorts of metals and things like that and well then i mean usually... i'm not gonna die with any metals yeah. i'm not gonna <laughs> you mean metals as in like i won a thing no. oh yeah totally every every <laughs> <laughs> all, all you your... died for his prize <laughs> yeah, you win. The ground. participant your... ribbon it's in like life. every 25 years you're still dead <laughs> yeah runner up <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Uh, Megan, thank you so much for your time. Let's, uh, yeah. Let's well, I have right. a question. Oh, ooh, ooh, real sorry. Quick, real quick I'm question. sorry. This yeah. is a stupid question. Oh. This is a stupid question. What is it? your name? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, no. So, like, when you get cremated, you don't get, like, a little tombstone or anything, right? Like, you don't get any, you, like, at a graveyard. You can. Oh, okay. You can choose that if you want. If you want to put cremated remains in the ground in a cemetery that's totally fine so that's you, what i want I but you can also have mm-hmm. you know they have mausoleums where you can put your cre- cremated remains and people can go visit if you want i just had a cocktail party in one on saturday in altadena so <laughs> that's Who's a mausoleum <laughs> it was a uh, mountain view it's unbelievable do you know the guy or the lady um there's this place called um there's a website called atlas obscura mm-hmm. and oh, they yeah. and you know that you can just look for Say you're on tour, you know, and you're like, oh, what's near, you know, Sheboygan? And then you can find any weird thing. Mausoleums. Yeah. And so they the also. Condominiums of death. They do some events <laughs> death in condo. bigger city. Featuring death Bone condo. Church. <laughs> <laughs> Should have a show at a mausoleum, dude. Somebody told me they have metal shows in the catacombs in Paris. I went there, oh, awesome. and that's somebody cool. was saying that it's so big that there's all these entrances that like yes. people don't know about or they're blocked off in the city. 
and people were sneaking down there and doing art installations and doing and having concerts. And part of me, fi- at that point, I want to be like, no, you're dying. It doesn't matter. And then there were, finally there was a little sneaking part of me like, maybe it's a little disrespectful. Yeah. Like, and it, that was like my idea. Of death. Like, you die, it doesn't matter. But then I'm walking through them and there's little kids like poking their fingers in the eye holes of skulls. I'm like, that's a little much. I, uh, yeah. Look, mean, I'm picking them up like a bowling yeah, ball. Like nobody knows. And there's just thousands of, you know, people's remains. I was yeah. like, maybe a little bit of reverence. Just, just <laughs> a, a, a scotch. I guess I'm not as punk rock as I thought. I'm like, eh, maybe don't touch the, the former faces of people. Yeah, I think playing music in a space like that is totally fine, you know? As I long mean, as you don't stick your fingers in the eyes. We did lectures in this place cocktails and had yeah. band playing and stuff like that, so it's not that weird. But, you know, the thing about the Paris catacombs is that there are all these sort of secret entrances. So there are people who kind of spend their time you know skulking about in the in the uh catacombs but the problem is is that a lot of times people will make off with bones and that's really not cool i mean definitely well yeah that's like the number one way to get haunted yeah Yeah. or making out with bones that's the but just like just playing (laughs) shitty metal at a wall of skulls isn't gonna take somebody (laughs) well i guess i'm wondering with with having cocktails at the at the mausoleum Mm -hmm. What's the awareness of the peop- the families of people that are in that mausoleum? Like, is there a release, like some very small fine print? Also, we might have uh, some social gatherings. <laughs> <laughs> Networking uh, mixers. I was going to come visit uh, my, my gramps on Tuesday, but yeah, they're having a... There's an OK Cupid thing going on over there. <laughs> yeah, so what is that? So. Yeah. Um, this place uh, just happened, you know, Alice Obscura does events in addition to doing... Um, to doing, you know, just the website, the sort of like a, a map thing. And, um, yeah, they just talk to the organ, you know, the person who runs the place. Um, most people, I don't even think it's usually open at night, and it was at night, so it would usually be closed. They have bats flying around inside. What? It's super huge and, and gorgeous. Um, did they put it, the bats in there for effect? <laughs> Were they drones? <laughs> even if they did, I'm okay. I'm totally okay with the yeah. bat drones. Um, the place is super gigantic. The guy who uh, started it started the place, I think his last name is Bryant, um, he used it as sort of a an example, although there are real bodies in there. Uh, he used it as an example to sell to other mausoleums in other cities. So there are all these different styles under one roof. So, you know, you've got like the oh, quasi-medieval wow. style and the Frank Lloyd Wright style and the whatever. And it's amazing. So you're in the collage of mausoleums. And it's yeah. probably a tax, a tax break, like, have, like how... People in Florida have lower taxes because Disney World's there. You probably get a cheaper rate if you allow social gatherings in your in wing. Your, yeah. like if you sign, like, yeah, people could have a DJ there. Cut, <laughs> it keeps my rent low. That's awesome. Well, I mean, Hollywood forever. They show yeah. movies and have bands there all the time. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. True. And people are actually there. walking on the graves there, yeah. right? Are they? I thought they these actually are all had in the walls, off. so it's just like you're walking and, you know. I, I often see people walking in the graves yeah. there when I go to those, but... I've done worse things. I did some stuff. I, I did some worse stuff in that. Uh, let's talk about oh, wait, something else. <laughs> All right. Well, that's Megan. Thank you very much, Thank Megan. You. Thanks, Thanks Megan. Megan. We just talked about some death rituals and, and being close to death. And I find that um, in America, we don't really care that much to be close to death. And I find we uh, avoid it a lot. And um, I feel like the only time I've ever really felt close to death is when I'm hallucinating on drugs. I feel like that's like uh, that's a kind of a thing that we have where we avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. Then we put poison in our bodies 
in order to actually confront it. And I was wondering if any of you guys, let's start with Kyle, if you've uh, experienced some sort of like hallucinatory experience that's like brought you close to death. I, you know what? I, I haven't, uh, I could probably count the number of times I've done hallucinogens on 36 fingers. Um, I, uh, you're hallucinating right now. You've got five fingers, too. <laughs> oh, wait, seriously. Uh, no, I, I really haven't done it that much and, and, and also haven't done it to the point where I was going to, like, have a spiritual trip. It's like just sitting in an apartment with, like, don't turn on the TV. Oh, I can't believe you turned on the TV. It's filled with the devil. Let's go get Slurpees. You know, like, so I haven't had <clears throat> too many drug experiences where death was, was the was the overwhelming theme of it or if it crept in there maybe because of it like i'd be like oh no that's gonna really send me off and you're a bad it. place so i avoided thinking about it uh, i think about it a plenty when you're not when i'm not yeah. so uh what about you chris have you ever just like found yourself face to face with the idea of death while hallucinating uh, while hallucinating that specifically no i haven't hallucinated too much i've been in car wrecks and faced death and not i and i don't think about it much in my family we just don't talk about death because no one believes in anything so we just figure you die and that's it so so what what, what was it like uh you said you were in a car wreck like uh what was that like did you confront like what was that moment where you're like maybe i'm gonna die right now yeah yeah i thought i did die and then it wasn't that long ago it's a few months ago and then i was just really thankful that i didn't and that was pretty much the end i didn't like there wasn't any flashing of me as a kid riding bikes. You didn't get that movie moment where you're like, oh, I should have said I love you to Jenny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sure that if I had time to die, and I'm sure mine will be a long, painful series of bladder surgeries. Or, yeah, mine's going to be the most boring death ever and because of the, the things you mentioned, drinking and stuff. But I am. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, at, at that point, I'll address death, but I'm not going to do it during the day. But I can't even smoke weed because I think I'm going to die and I think I have to check my bank account and call my mom and I'm just get paranoid. And so I don't, it's not something I'm comfortable even thinking about. I need to see a ghost or something and then I'll be like, Good okay. Thing you agreed to this podcast about <laughs> death. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't really briefed. <laughs> uh, what about you, Allison? Like what's like um, the closest you've come to like I confronting mean, it? I guess, I mean, it wasn't like, well, maybe it was because of the drugs, but like I, I did do shrooms. <laughs> That's a great beginning of a sentence, by the way. <laughs> maybe it was because of the drugs. I th- yeah, I guess Your it pretty honor. much was. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, uh, <laughs> um, I did shrooms on an OK Cupid date. <laughs> And you did die. That is death. That's hell. That is exactly hell. It's a it soul like death. A, it was like a certain kind of death. A part of me died that day. Um, did you tell the date? That's what I wanted. Oh, know. we did it together. Oh, okay. You just took up. Uh, I don't know. I was just dumb. I was like, oh, I've done this before, and it was really awesome. So I'll do it again with a stranger I met on the internet. Uh, <laughs> he wow. just kind of like. <laughs> That's the best. It was really dumb. But, like, I guess my... I thought I was going to get raped and killed, like, as soon as the high started happening. And this guy was, like, actually really nice and, like... <laughs> For a dragon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, like, yeah, I really just thought he was evil after that. And I had to, like, have my friends come and pick me up. And 
And he was like super nice. He like emailed me the next day and was like, oh, I had a really great time. <laughs> I was like, really? Because I did not even talk to you the whole time. <laughs> I had a really great time looking at you freaking out. Yeah, yeah. I, I, enjoyed... I was crying, but okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting me hide under the table during the whole dinner. Yeah. I appreciate that. You had a good time. Your face was melting like a candle. <laughs> <laughs> but I love melted candles. Uh, so we're going to uh, wrap it up. But before we do, the big question, uh, we'll start with... Uh, let's start with Kyle. Kyle, what do you think happens when you die? And what is it based on? Like, uh, you know, just walk us through it. I, I, my personal feeling is that there is some sort of, I have, I have what I want to believe in. Like I want to believe in ghosts and I want to believe not, in a, not in a, uh, a religious sense or anything, but I'm fascinated and entertained by those things. Ghost. Common sense gets in the way of me going. There's probably not. I'm probably not going to get like, uh, you know, a, a grip of chains and everything when I die. Like, ooh, I used to live in this studio apartment. Now you do. <laughs> I have unfinished business. I didn't pay my gas bill. <laughs> Some emails I haven't returned. Phantom laptop hovering. Uh, it, but I, I, I feel like that there's. Some sort of energy that's that's emitted into the world. Not a tangible thing, not a a, a gender specific something that's male that, like, energy. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up testosterone. B boy man juice. All men go to heaven. Just a big old cloud shaped like a dick floating around your house. Scaramones. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we'll write that movie as soon as this is done. Wait, I think we already did. Bro, broasts. <laughs> Comedy Central broast. Oh, I'm honored by bro ghosts. Oh, uh, What's up? You don't even lift, bro. <laughs> you don't either. You're a ghost. You can't hold things. Shut Watch up. this. Everything. <laughs> but it's a good point. Like matter. Like if you want to get pseudoscientific, and there's no more scientific you can get than pseudoscientific matter. <laughs> can't be created or destroyed right like that's like a, a law of science matter can turn into energy though yeah and energy can't be de- and I, you know you feel like your body decomposes and that feeds other creatures and the, and the earth around it and freeloaders right, yeah yeah <laughs> these these mooches <laughs> you know what and it was a silly thing that i my sister and i went on a ghost hunting trip last last year like three or four places and kind of I wouldn't say it was tongue in cheek because bo- none of us walked through it with snark like no way. No, it's like <laughs> no. I'm gonna be open minded because I want to be first and foremost entertained by the idea of it, mm-hmm. and to be cynical. And that's a lesson I've had to learn. Like to go through life being cynical about everything is such a shitty way to live. And so I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just, I'll let it dictate itself. And if, after a yeah. while, I'm like, this is some bullshit. Then maybe I'll have it. <laughs> but when we went to this uh, place called the Waverly Sanitarium in Ohio, and they had you know. It's organized tours, but it's this abandoned tuberculosis hospital that they let. Oh, it's the worst kind of abandoned hospital. I know. And they're (laughs) telling us the stories, and there's like a spiritual shaman leading you through. Like, you could see he's putting the meters around, and every bumpkin from the backcountry that watched Ghost Hunters and thinks they're spiritually in tune is in there. And they all got the ghost meters, which looks like just, it looks like a guitar tuner. Like, it could just be (laughs) like, are you a ghost? It's like, oh, it's a D sharp. You know? Ooh, that boo! That boo's a little flat. <laughs> that, that boo's, boo's flat, flat, guys. <laughs> My ghost course is not going to go. But one, one, one woman, 
just that was going there. And in my head, I'm like, she's a plant. She's put there to make people believe mm-hmm. in it. To, but she just put it on a shelf <clears throat> with a window behind it, just sat there. And I was from a distance watching her going like, is there anything in this room? And all it does, if you put your cell phone by it, it just registers electric energy. Okay. You put your cell phone by it. Like electromagnetic, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EM everywhere, yeah. And so we'll do that. So she'd put it there and she'd ask questions and like, oh, is there a spirit? Blip. Are you a girl? Are you a boy? Blip. And she would just start at, and it, and it could have been completely random, but at that moment I'm like, this is enough to keep my imagination going on the idea of it. Yeah. And especially the idea that it could just be this released energy of death that is in a hospital of all places where death happens all the time, and it's this element of released energy that responds to something familiar to it. It sounds hokey, but but it's fucking makes the fun. world a more interesting place for me. I'm yeah. not trying to tell anybody else they should believe in it, but uh, it it seems <clears throat> like it's one of those things where like we so desperately want to personify things, where we want it to be yeah. Jacob Marley wearing the chains, but also you can't really just be like. Uh, 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 yeah, everybody's dead and nothing changed. You yeah. know? <laughs> but maybe these centers of where death happened, not like a graveyard because you're already dead when you're taken in there. Right. But where that where that happened, a hospital or someplace, you know. Who's to say that maybe there's a little something different in the, in the air, in the a energy little, level? A little extra emerald spice. Yeah, yeah a little, <laughs> little, 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 yeah. little static energy right. floating around there. And now, Chris, you have brought up that you don't believe in anything, and I... Uh, well, well yeah, not anything. Maybe but. I was being, yeah. Was but being but that's, that's fine. Uh, I mean, no, there's no think, wrong answer. What, do you, what do you think? I think that... Uh, well, I believe when people say, oh, every time... Enough people have said there's a white light that it's not just a fad, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure that happens. <laughs> after no that, hip way to go fad. in the 70s. Yeah, after that. Uh, but no, even news stories, little kid, whatever. I don't know. I don't research it. It doesn't bring me comfort to know that we our spirits are just wandering around lost either. And I'm sure that's the case. But if you don't believe that you end up going up to clouds in the jogging suit with blood on it that you fucking got hit by a car <laughs> in. What is, yeah, I'm not comforted by the fact that, yeah, I bet we have spirits. I bet there's energy or whatever. So you're just wily coyote. You're, you're, you're running off the cliff. As long as you don't look down, you don't fall. I suppose. I guess I don't. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I do like cartoons. Well, just the, just, the idea if you don't if you don't if you don't think about it if you don't think about I, it you don't have to worry about I'm it. I'm more like casually walking off, and then I pull out a sign that says, "Oops, this isn't a parachute," and then I fall. <laughs> right. If that if that if that adds to the analogy, I don't know. And the then pl- you come back to life, just like in a cartoon. I've had right. I've had little uh, yeah. I'm I wish I believed in stuff. I pray though. Isn't that funny? Do you? Yeah, yeah. I talk, but I don't say and drop any names. So wait. It's like whatever bullshit is out there, please. I pray please. I'm not a name Do you dropper. Whatever bullshit. Look, I I talk to God, but whatever you know. assholes in charge, full yourself, floating decision maker. Please don't let my dad die of pneumonia. And uh, yeah, and then I, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Well, what I mean, do you ask him what he's up if to? You, if you believe in something more specific, I think you're kind of a lunatic, but I don't yeah. want to offend anyone. Do you think that's how God is? Like, nobody ever asks how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> no one ever drops my name. People call it's me. It's all up. me, me, me down there. <laughs> uh, I, I, I also. That's a good uh, point. 
I love the idea that God's like, well, what were you doing with Rod Stewart? You met Rod Stewart. You know when talk like the other name dropping where you only pray yeah. to God to tell him who you were hanging out with. You're not gonna believe this. Actually, you probably will. Because <laughs> it is your will that it happened. But still, just let me say. Just let me say. Rod Stewart. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I think that that was awesome. Uh, I, I, if anybody else has any uh, other death, Allison, if you have any death ideas. I, I think I was like a good mix of the two. So, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 odd, I oddly keep like a that. pleasant playlist on my iPod for flights. Just in but case. if there's a lot of turbulence, I'm like, red, it's ready to go. You know, I think there's something wrong with me because I always, whenever I fly, listen to uh, OK Computer. And it just is all about plane crashes. <laughs> and I don't know why it really calms me down. Oh, I have man. no idea why. <laughs> Maybe because you're shaking your fist at it. You're like, I'm in charge now. Yeah, it's like pulled me out of the plane crash. Yeah. Spit in the eye. In it. Um, I'm horrified of planes. Just Buddy never... Holly tunes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, we'll we'll go out on a Buddy Holly tune. Uh, Richie, no, we're going <laughs> to go out on a Beach Boys tune because we're recording this in uh, the place where they recorded pet sounds. So sorry to desecrate this mausoleum yeah. <laughs> with our garbage words. Uh, but this has been What Happens When You Die. Uh, Megan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at deathsalon.org. Deathsalon.org. Kyle? Uh, uh, Twitter? Kyle Kinane on the internet. On the internet. Chris? You can find me at I'm scared to die dot org. <laughs> oh, it's a charity site. <laughs> at, uh, yeah, Chris Fairbanks and on Twitter and chrisfairbanks.com. And Allison. And uh, at Just About Glad on Twitter. And I'm Josh Androsky, and you can find me at Shut Up Androsky. I'm not going to spell it because you'll read it. Thank you uh, for listening. Bye bye. <laughs> That's it for What Happens When You Die. I hope you enjoyed yourself. You can follow us on Twitter at EntitlementPod or check out our website, EntitlementComedy.com. I'm Josh Androsky. Please don't die. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.